Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hey everyone, it's Joe. This is the first of our Palm Springs Comic Con episodes, so I just wanted to give you a heads up that like most of our convention episodes, the sound quality is not as good as it usually is, but uh, I think it stands up pretty well compared to our other convention shows, so just letting you know that up front. I hope you enjoy the episode. Please stick around. Before the closing, I am going to have a couple of news items that I want to go over, so definitely stick around for that. But until then, please enjoy our first interview with Andrew McLean. My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 55 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. And today we are live at Palm Springs Comic Con. I am very excited to be joined today by uh, fashion designer Andrew McLean, winner of the 2014 Her Universe Geek Couture Fashion Show. How you doing, Andrew? I'm wonderful, Joe. Thank you very much. We're having a lot of fun here in Palm Springs. And you're just for, for since this is an audio podcast, for those of you who are listening, he is in an amazing uh, Riddler outfit. It's very, very cool. <laughs> Put it together in a couple days. <laughs> you hear the people agreeing out yes, there. Yes, absolutely. That's what I live for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're going to start like we start anytime we have a, a new guest on the show. Okay. We're just going to ask a few questions about you and your relationship to geek culture. Okay. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself for people who aren't familiar with your work. All right. Well, uh, my name is Andrew McLean. I actually am a local here in Palm Springs. I am walking home today because uh, I live about two blocks away. So it's amazing having a Comic-Con here. Um, I'm a fashion and a costume designer. Um, and there is a difference between costume and fashion. And there's not a difference between costume and fashion. Um, but I just love creating clothing, creating something out of what used to be a flat piece of fabric. Uh, and that's what I do. I design from everybody, from prom queens to drag queens and everybody in between. Um, and the reason why I'm here today in the Comic-Con circuit and my relationship with geek culture, um, if anybody, if any of you go to San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Starting in 2014, they started this uh, show called the Her Universe Fashion Show, which is a geek couture fashion show where you are taking, making a competition um, of fashion designers throughout the country that are creating fashion, high fashion garments that are inspired by something that would be celebrated at Comic-Con, not necessarily a costume, but something that is fashionable. And uh, I was actually the winner of the first year 
Um, I created a uh, dress that was inspired by the Eagle Queen from Once Upon a Time. So she walked out, and I will give you cards, and you can scan, and you can see a video, and we'll add a link to it, hopefully. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, she comes out dressed as Mayor Regina. She takes off her coat, and Evil Queen Regina explodes out from inside. Uh, and it basically changed my life. I have always been a geek. I have always been a nerd. I have always been an advocate of celebrating what you like and not being afraid to show what you like to other people. And one of the one things about geek culture right now, especially because the movies, the sci-fi, and the fantasy, and the hero movies coming out, is we have more and more people that are not afraid to say, you know what, I love Doctor Who, and I'm going to wear something that's either a Doctor Who t-shirt or a Doctor Who jacket, or Star Wars, or Star Trek, or some video game that no one has ever heard of, and they're not <laughs> afraid to find someone else be like, oh my god, that's that dancing game that I played like 10 years ago, I can't believe that I found a new friend today. Um, and uh, one of the things that I think was amazing for, with participating with our universe fashion show and working with them is, for women, a lot of times, geek clothing was just limited to buying a men's t-shirt that had a logo on the front and they didn't have that option. There are a lot more options for women to actually have geek-inspired fashion wearable everyday items that are not a costume today. Um, so I was really, really fortunate to come into that world and I haven't gone back and I don't think that I'm going to. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your your geekiness personally. What, yes. are, what things are you into? What gets you excited about? What gets me excited? All right. Well, when I was growing up, I, uh, I moved every two to four years. My dad was in the Air Force. So I made friends quickly and I said goodbye quickly. And there are still people to this day that don't understand how you can have a friend and go away and not even feel bad about it. But the one thing that always was with me every time I moved was television. So I grew up, the Brady Bunch were my friends. And Star Trek were, were people that I thought were following me around in the spaceship, you know, when I was younger. So those was, that was the consistent friend that I had no matter where I was. So I very much draw inspiration from those classic TV shows. And the wonderful thing is, if I make something that is inspired by a TV show, it is pop culture, then it makes other people happy too, that that know that show, that kind of, you know, it's not just things that are current, like Laugh-In and the Patty Duke show, things that are technically before my time, I get really, really excited about um, drawing inspiration from that as well, and I get really, really excited when people know what I'm talking about. So, because <laughs> you know, nobody's getting any younger. Right. And there are these kids out there that they don't even know who ABBA is, and that just really is. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a high school teacher, so uh, I, I yeah. know where you're coming from. Yeah. Every year my references get more and more, uh, yeah. just, I get those looks. The first time yeah. they, I said, I said it made a Three's Company reference, and they were like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they'll nod like, yeah. It's a polite nod. Now, are there areas of geek culture that you're not familiar with, and when people start talking about it, you know, it's really, really in the mainstream, but you're not so much into it? Yeah, you know, I am really into television and movies, but what, and to some extent video games, but people get really, really passionate about their video games, especially if it's long-term and you put so much effort into building your character and leveling them up. 
And, you know, when I get into... I have to stop myself from playing video games sometimes because I put a lot of energy into that, and I get pissed. <laughs> you know, I don't make the progress that I wanted to make. Or, you know, or my character dies, and I have, you know, and I have to respawn. Or if I have things that I have to do, but I'd rather be playing this game for 16 hours a day. And, yeah, I have some people like, yeah, we will. So, um, <laughs> so you know, I, I actually, unfortunately, have to make a choice sometimes to not familiarize myself with a lot of the mainstream video games because I will play them and I will fall in love with them and I will spend hours and hours. But there are people that have so much passion about them that I really wish I knew more. Because they will talk to you about this world that is their world for hours and hours. Absolutely. And it's and I think that that would be something that would be really inspirational that I would love to know more about. And a lot of people know things about these comics that you know a lot of people out there don't know that there were six Robins. Mm -hmm. And you know to think there was only that one that was on the TV show and you ask a comic book nerd about that no let me tell you about issue number 71 and i can't believe that you don't know this so and i actually find like that's a, almost a secret code yeah. of like you know talking about something like yeah we know about this and other people don't know so that makes us way more awesome than them so that's that's an aspect as well. That is that definitely. I would like to know more about. I know a little bit, but I'd love to know more about it. Yeah, that definitely is a, a fun part of the geek culture. Is yes. is kind of prodding and and seeing who knows what and where where you fall. Is that what they're doing? They're questioning. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, see, the secrets how, how much do I have in common with this person? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Now. Um, and you and they will know when you're lying. <laughs> yeah, but when you're lying. But you know, I think there's I, and, and and we talk about this a lot on the show. I think it's that's always an opportunity. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's fine as long as you're not using that to be exclusionary. But it, it, yes. you know, it's yeah. a great way to introduce people to new stuff and get them excited about the stuff you like. Right? Yes. I I can't do Doctor Who. I've tried. Um, I, I respect the people who can do Doctor Who, but it's just it's just not my fandom. But I know I know, I know. so many, know. Dirty so, many right now. so many people get upset. But it's but, such an easy concept. He's an alien who changes, <laughs> who, can't, yeah, who can't die except when he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally, just straight through. Very easy to understand. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but and, you know, I have my things, they have theirs, and I yes. think that's, that's where it's it's fun. Now, um, is there what what is out of everything? What would you say is your favorite fandom? have a, a go-to that you just always love and that tends to be sci-fi sci-fi yeah i mean really a lot of fandom there are no rules but with sci-fi you can make up your own world mm -hmm. um and it's not just sci-fi like outer space like i consider hunger Games sci-fi because yeah. you know she's creating her own world and i like living in a world where i can be like you know what these are the rules of this world and you know this is it's basically i grew up with you know, being different from other people in many ways. Um, and I fantasized about, I think I read, you know, The Stand by Stephen King where, like, almost all the world died. And I'm like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe that's where, like, I got this fascination with creating your own world and creating your own rules. And then there's nothing there. You can't say that you're doing it wrong. Right. People might not like it, but it can't be wrong because it's your creation. So, now I've, this is a, we're going to cover this a little bit in the future. But do you think that that's a little bit about where um, the draw to the the geek couture 
is for a lot of people. Yeah. Where they're, they're taking that inspiration, but because it's not an identical duplicate, yes. it's, it is, it's mine and you can't say that it's wrong. Correct. Okay, well, let me tell you something that maybe people don't know. A lot of people don't know this. There are no copyrights in fashion design. Really? Yeah. Everybody has two arms, two legs, and a head. And you can take, you know, some design that you saw, you know, Isaac Mizrahi and copy it. And you can, and it's not cool to take <laughs> someone else's idea of putting things, but you can't be sued um, for stealing someone's design. It'll just kind of be like, that person is, you know, a knockoff artist, so don't buy anything from that person. But um, it's different from, you know, movies and books and things like that, where if you plagiarize, you can. So I just wanted to throw that out there, um, that uh, you can make something that is inspired by something and make it your own, and that makes it better. That you don't have to worry about being close to it and getting in trouble. And if you sell something and say this is a mar this is a Marvel design, that's you can't do that. They that make money trouble with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as is what was the original question? The geek. The, geek the, the, the geek I got couture, on my the, soapbox. <laughs> about, oh, the, they the don't draw, know this. The draw of geek couture being that you can take something. Oh, that there are no rules. That there's no rules. That yes. it's your own, and nobody can say it's wrong. The draw. The draw of geek couture is it's another way. Uh, it's another way to show your artistic side, um, and also to show what you love. Um, and an opportunity to go a step further with high fashion, where, you know, there are no rules, there are cosplayers out there that will be like, okay, that looks cool, but you're a Riddler and you don't have a bowler hat on. I don't have a bowler hat because I don't look good in hats, I have a big head and a small neck, and hats don't look good on me. So, I am wearing a hat because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And plus, it would be even bigger because I have my red wig on today, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so, um... So it's, it's another aspect that uh, is a no rules, um, but can still celebrate what you love. And people that I have met that do geek couture, the high fashion, they still really, really, they want to explain to you, this is why I did this. And this was, you know, this was inspired by Luna from Harry Potter. And I will talk to you for as long as you are willing to listen about why I chose her and what this means and what this button means and why I chose to have her in short hair. Um, and speaking of no rules mm -hmm. and um, right and, and people not being able to say right or wrong, this you probably aren't going to ask this question, but I do want to say because I think it's interesting. One thing that I it shows you know nerdy side as well. I love math as well, and I didn't know that until I got into fashion and actually uh -huh. making clothing uh -huh. because any art is very subjective you can be like i love this piece that i created and someone comes up and says that is the ugliest piece of garbage i have ever seen in my life and it hurts mm -hmm. of course but they're not wrong and you're not wrong but the thing is the math that i use to create this you can't argue 36 <laughs> divided by nine was four and i got that right and it's comforting, and a lot of, and I will talk to a lot of other designers, and they will say the same thing because it's stressful putting your art out there because people can say that you did it wrong, and knowing that you at least did something right and it's inarguable is awesome. So, yes, 
you will use math in your life again. Um, <laughs> maybe you might not know when, but you will. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I was explaining to somebody else. Um, you know, we've we've heard of mansplaining become has become a, a phrase that's been tossed out, where uh, men will explain to a woman who knows what she's talking about oh, or they're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, I got yeah. math explained the other day because I'm an English teacher. And oh, one of the math yeah. teachers went, and I went, no, no, I did, I'm not. And he was like, he, he he corrected himself. He's like, oh yeah, no, you did you did math. I'm yeah. like, yes, I can math when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can share that with your students. Math is never wrong. Math is never wrong. Yes. Um, do you, is there anything out there in geek culture that you get really excited about but is not terribly mainstream and you just think everybody should get into it? Wigs. Wigs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it when people wear fake hair. I was dressed as Robin yesterday, and um, the, I had someone do my makeup, which, because I know Van and White's hair and makeup artist now, so he was like, <laughs> oh, we can do that. So he's like, why don't you just wear your own hair tomorrow? You have dark hair. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't care if it's the same length and style and color as my own. I want to wear fake hair. It's Comic-Con. So that's something that, that a lot of people are you know, afraid of mm -hmm. um, or they're afraid to learn how to do um, because it is a skill, just like it's a part, it's, you know, your hair and your makeup is just a part of, a part of your outfit mm -hmm. as, as what you're wearing. Usually, you know, it doesn't have to be, there's no wrong way to do it, but it's something that some people aren't familiar with right. that I would love to, for people to know how to do well, and then they would get inspired to do it even better and to learn more. And, you know, I love learning new things every day. And I grew up with wigs in my closet. They were my play toys because my mom wore them. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds bad, but, like, the ones with short hair were the bad guys, and those with long hair were the pretty good guys. And um, so I was always fascinated with them, but I still learned th new things about yeah. them. Um, I also really would love it if people would um, realize that knowing how to sew is really cool because um, it's not hard. It's not scary. Well, it is scary until you know how to do it. But mm -hmm. you can, you know, I've been doing this for over half my life now, mm -hmm. and I still will go to YouTube and I'll learn new things, and I'll get a, I'll get really really excited to make something because ooh, I can make this faster, or this is a new way to to make something that has a lot of fabric, you know, gather into almost nothing, but then poof out, and that's men and women. Yeah, no, that's one of my body is cool everywhere. That's one of so, my twenty seventeen. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Is yeah, fun. so I think it's kind of exciting, and I'm, yeah. I'm loving the cosplay. Yeah, I think go to go to YouTube. You can learn a lot. All right, here's here's a word of advice. Then, if you do learn how to sew, mm -hmm. whether you're doing costume or making things for yourself, you will hear people say, "Oh, you have a sewing machine. You can hem my pants for me," or you can. You've heard that before, yeah? And you can, or you can make pillows. You oh I can. You, can you can make my Halloween costume for me. I can well if I do you're gonna be whoever I whatever I want you to be and you can't argue and I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I love that. Yes. Well I did that once to a girl. I said you're gonna be a big boob. And I made her one. It was one of those M and M costumes. So you know and so I made it out of carpet padding with a nipple in the middle and oh but that wasn't enough. We went to the hardware store and got a, got a. Tubing, and, uh, yeah. and we and she and I told her squirt everybody that doesn't that isn't wearing the costume tonight. And it was just water; it wasn't milk. Everybody wanted a picture with her. And, yeah, and at the end of the night, I was like, I am wearing that costume. 
costume. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else got the whole group. Nobody else got any attention. So, yeah, because you have to make a second one so the two of you can pair off. I, that's what everybody said. I'm like, they'd probably be lopsided, and one person would be taller than the other. So yeah, well, that's awesome. Plus one is just two. One is wrong. Like two would be a little bit better than one. Like one is just like that's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that better. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so let's talk about about uh, her universe and yes. your your gown. It's beautiful. Yes, like, and you. the fact that it transforms is phenomenal. Yes. Um, what? Why that look? Why that that particular um, character? Or what okay. was it about that? That. Well, I love the show. Once upon a time, I've been watching it since the beginning, and it actually started. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fairy tale shows out there now, and hero shows out there now. It was more towards the beginning, um, so it, that was that was cool. Um, now, as far as the fashion show, you were allowed to enter three things. So I actually did think in my head, okay, I want to do something that looks pretty, I want to do something that's weird, and I want to do something that changes on stage. Um, and whichever one they pick, I knew that they were going to pick the one that changes, because that's a showstopper, but they might not want something that is showy. Mm-hmm. They might want something that someone could buy right then and there. Um, so, But they did end up choosing the Once Upon a Time. The other two were the... Um, the prince, the uh, princess from Neverending Story, yeah. and I also wanted to do the uh, Nebula from Star Trek. So those are the other two, in case you were wondering. But uh, childlike Empress, not the princess. Um, so I originally, I, I mean, I I'm a big Whovian, mm-hmm. which is why I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um, th- that's okay. Don't apologize. <laughs> but. Uh, because that's okay. It's all about love. It is. Comedy. But, you know, originally I was going to do like, oh, I want to do something that's like number 11 to number 12 or 10 to 11. But it's like, that's a suit going to another suit. So maybe that might not be as exciting. What other show do I like that has two characters? It was saying once upon a time. And that was when, that was back when Regina was still evil. Right. So, you know, everybody loved her because who doesn't like an evil queen? So um, I was like, you know what? Let's do something that is... The, like gonna make people scream. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen transforming dresses that go from something big to something smaller because it's hard to hide something bigger. So, but I started smaller and into something that was bigger. And um, fashion, a lot of the time, is doing something that people haven't seen before. Because again, like I said, everybody has two arms, two legs, and a head. So there's only so much that can can surprise a lot of people. Right. And hopefully, I did with that one. And when you watch the video, you'll know what we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what, where did it start for you? Like, do, do, do you go with, oh, I'm going to do a character and then start fleshing out how it's going to work? Or do you, does it go from, I'm going to do a big reveal? What character, like, is it always the same? There are different ways that I personally, as well as if you ask any of my designer friends, it doesn't always start the same. Sometimes it can be, I love this show. Um, I want to do something that is inspired by the show. Sometimes in that dress aspect, it was I wanted to do something that was a a reveal. So I went, okay, what can I do to reveal? Sometimes it's just going to the fabric store and finding this really cool fabric. What can I make from this? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's just drawing. I want to draw every day. And then you should be like, you know what? I want to make this. Or sometimes it's having a friend. I'll tell you, this is rather risque, but we're okay. happy. Um, I had a friend who was an internet model. Okay. <laughs> so um, I had 
been out of sewing for a while. Um, and uh, I was like, you know what? I want to start making new stuff. So like, I made a tearaway schoolgirl uniform. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was really, like, that day I almost couldn't sleep because I was excited to actually be making something that someone else was going to wear that wasn't a Halloween costume, that uh, it was actually going to be appreciated. Um, so there are so many ways that you can jump off from. Personally, I don't have one way. Um, if, if there was one way that would be the most, it would be someone saying, I have this idea, the, how can you make this happen? And then I get excited in, you know, ideas in my head. I have a, one of my clients who actually has a, who owns the Purple Room here in Palm, Purple Room here yes. in Palm Springs. Uh, he owns it and he does a show every Sunday called The Judy Show. Mm-hmm. Where he first, have you gone? We've gone. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm the customer there. So he impersonates, for those of you who don't know, he impersonates Judy Garland, Carol Channing, Betty Davis, Mae West. Absolutely hilarious show. Shows that live theater is not dead. Mm-hmm. That people still know how to laugh. That people still know how to applaud. The first time that I went there, I almost cried. So I was really inspired. When you go up there, you need to look like you own the place. And it was awesome doing research about what Judy Garland used to wear and recreating that outfit, but making it applicable to someone who has a quick change or someone who wants to say this about the personality. So that is really inspirational when, you know, a client will call you up and saying, I have an idea for, you know, I want to do a Judy Garland, but she has to fall over. And then when she gets up, she, you know, has a different color on. Mm. And then, again, I won't, I'll lose sleep that night. Oh, what a <laughs> So, yeah. Very That's good. just one. I th- nobody has really, because I, I, I'm a drama teacher, and I don't think people realize when you get those little inspirations. Yes. Of, it, you can't get them out until they're done. Yes. Like it ha- you have to act on them. I yes. Think. And it's so nice to hear other people who share that. And it's that. nice to hear that you're, te- that you're teaching drama, because there are some schools that don't, know the value of a performing arts Mm -hmm. and i hope that you are teaching those kids as an english teacher teach them how to spell and (laughs) so that's a big thing yeah 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 their dog is over there and they're not worried about it spell them all correctly (laughs) we just Um, did a mini lesson on on uh the last day of school yeah. before break on all the theirs and theirs. That I knew I liked to. you for a reason. <laughs> yes. I could talk about that for hours, but that's on the subject. But also, as performing arts, kids are losing the inspiration for how to watch someone perform. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know it if you do it yourself. That if you have people in front of you and they're just, like they're watching TV, they might be enjoying themselves. They might think that something is funny. But if you're out there performing, you are putting energy out to them. So it really, it drives me kind of crazy when you have people watching a performance and they're not giving the energy back or they're not showing, they're not showing anything at all. And like I said, they may be enjoying it, but sometimes the more you react, the better the show gets, right? The more you drink, the better the show gets. (laughs) But the thing that I never want them to do is make an audience feel bad for not reacting the way that you want them to. I mean, how many of you have been, and this is off topic, but how many of you have been at a live performance and the performer goes, oh, you can do better than that. Or come on, let me hear you. Um, And guys, I'm not the only one in this room. And I'm like, 
Dude, why are you making people feel bad? Right. You should tell them how they should be reacting exactly. rather than Absolutely. tell them that they're doing it wrong because now they hate you. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. We're doing a show right now that's uh, a horror show, which yes. is the first time we've ever done something scary. And we have kind of the, the multi-purpose room. We've got the stage, yes. but then you can do anything you want with the seats. And I told the kids this year, I'm like, we're just putting it all on stage. We'll have to do extra yeah. performances so we can fit everybody in. But yeah. it's very storytelling, kind of around the campfire feel. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, we have to be close. We have to be on top of each other because yeah. otherwise it's very easy to just go to the cell phone or Oh, drift hell off. no. Yeah. Well, uh, high schoolers, you, it's, it's hard to monitor. <laughs> I do want to appreciate, I haven't seen one cell phone out <laughs> in here. And not saying I would get mad if I saw it. I would get mad if someone was like, hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say anything, but I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate it. Wanted to point that out. <laughs> so what are you working on going forward? What's coming up for you? What are some of the things you're excited about and well, getting into? Uh, coming forward, I, I'm w working more with the Purple Room. Um, I am going to be doing more work with Hot Topic, um, which is amazing because they are nationwide mm -hmm. and it's really really cool that going from for the longest time working for I, w I was I, I auditioned for Project Runway for five years mm -hmm. which meant that I was working with my portfolio I was working with models which are usually a size two there's a reason why models are skinny if you don't know in print you look bigger than you are because it's three dimensions going to two dimensions so those of you who don't know why models are so skinny is because they still look thin if you photograph them. If you have someone who is an everyday, they are going to look bigger, and the person who's reading it is going to be like, I don't want to look like that. If that's a regular person, is that going to look like me too? I'm not going to buy that garment. So it's not that people are being elitist that you can only be skinny. Now, that being said, I was getting used to making things for size two. And I really was looking forward to making things in multiple sizes. Mm -hmm. And they do XL to, or X, extra small to 3X. And that was really, really exciting because you are making a lot of different people feel beautiful and be able to wear the same type of garment. Because there is a lot of, I get a lot of bitterness from, from women. Um, and they don't know that they're being bitter, but they will actually go up to me and be like, I would love to wear your clothes, but I'm not a size two. So why don't you, oh, you probably don't eat either. So <laughs> like, why would I not eat? And yes, those girls do eat too. Um, but I don't believe in, if I'm making something for you and I'm designing something from scratch, it's not a size you, it's a size, or not a size two, it's a size you. Mm. And I came up with that. It's genius, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and sometimes it make it sometimes it makes them feel better, mm. and sometimes it, and men too. Um, you know, men aren't necessarily pressured to be as skinny, but when you're going to a place uh, in Comic Con, um, I kind of stress out about what if I'm going to make something for myself. I don't have a body of a comic book superhero, mm -hmm. um, and there are guys out there that that. They still don't, but they still wear the bodysuits and they look good. Right. And I'm glad that they're comfortable with themselves because they do look good. I'm not at that point. I probably never will be. Mm -hmm. So I choose to make something that's different. That what you know, the Riddler has worn a bodysuit before. He's also worn a suit, but even if it was only a bodysuit, I probably still would do something right. like this. 
Uh, so men can still have body issues. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And uh, we're all human. And you don't have to hide your flaws, but you have to celebrate what you have. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have something made, or if you get into passion for yourself, or you have someone who likes to make costumes or fashion, I would suggest don't go in, you know, go in there and say, I like my legs, or I like my arms, or I really like my face. Um, let's accentuate that. Because mm-hmm. I have had people come up and say, I hate my stomach. Um, and I don't like how short I am. And I have a, I have a turkey neck. Um, and oh, my ankles. I don't like those either. So I'm like, so you want to wear a muumuu with a hood? <laughs> Why are you mad at me? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are ways. Yeah, I, I was making I was making something for um, it was a, a headdress show. So the the guy wanted to ever all of the women to be wearing the same garments, and it was they, it was for the Red Hat Society. So they're all above sixty, and. Oh, the poor guy. They were coming up and they I want to do my makeup like this. And I, do. and I was in the corner just making the dresses. They descended on me and said, <laughs> I need mine to be a little bit longer because I have varicose veins. And I don't like my shoulders, so can you put shoulder pads into mine? And it's kind of like, darling, you are going to look amazing. I didn't tell, oh, yeah, I'll do that for you. You're going to look amazing. And uh, and sometimes if I, if I have a client, and I know what they are going to look good in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still do three options. Um, and they'll choose the one that I know that they're going to like is the one that I like. But they're still given a choice, mm-hmm. which I think is important as well. Because it is, you're going to be the ones wearing it. Yeah. So I like giving them a choice. But in the end, you, you know, I try to suggest what would look best, but they make the choice. That's awesome. Or at least they think awesome. that they are. And I, I, it's... I keep pushing the one that you're pushing. <laughs> um, I, I think that the, the, one of the important things you said there was um, being able to say what it is you like about your own body. Yeah. And I think that's, that doesn't come easy for a lot of people. I think no. That's, that's something that we, we as a society do not celebrate. Yeah. And it, we probably we will always, we will always have problems. I was a fat kid growing up. And when I look in the mirror... People say you're you're so. Th- I still see a fat kid in the mirror, and I always will. And uh, so, it's okay. We all ha- we all have that. And if you don't, even the even the perfect people who who pretend to be like, they have something that they're not. Yeah. That yeah. Well, we're, like we're about a little over halfway through. I want to open it up to questions, and if anybody has a question, ask away. If not, we'll just keep going over here. But anybody have any questions? And you can repeat yourself later. Hi. Hello. So what is, what are you most proud of in men's couture? You talked quite a bit about women's couture. Yes. But you haven't focused a lot on what you've been proud of in men's I am really proud of, just not just talking about me, but in general, what I like and I see, and it excites me. I like that men can wear colors now, um, because it used to be, and it is, it is, it is a historical thing that men are black and maybe blue and brown, and those are your colors because you don't want to stand out. You want to look masculine, um, and uh, if you if you wear loud colors and you want to get attention, then that you know even as close as like 10 years ago it either means that oh you're fam- you're flamboyantly gay or 
you really, really want attention. But usually, you know, but usually it's like, oh, that guy is gay. And now you can wear a pink, a salmon colored suit and still be masculine, whether you're gay or straight or whatever. Um, you're going to wear what you're going to wear. And I'm really, really proud of that because I like wearing colors. I like doing things that are different from everyone else. So that would be a huge thing that I'm proud of. I am also proud of the yeah, every 20 years trends repeat themselves. I am proud that we are in an coming into an era now that men are becoming less afraid to wear things that fit them. And not just talking about skinny jeans because those are going out. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes. But thanks to shows such as How I Met Your Mother and uh, other ones like that, suits are becoming actually something that men can wear that they won't, you know, people aren't going to make fun of you. You know, believe it or not, I'm sure you can remember going out in the suit, people would be like, ooh, look at you wearing something fancy. When back in the 50s and 60s, wearing a suit is something that if you went out to dinner, you would wear that. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, you know, kind of that romanticism of bringing that era back is coming into fashion with a different twist. Even though I really like the style of the suits from the 50s and 60s. Um, and dressing like an old man is kind of you know, that comes and goes like maybe every five years so yeah but you can only go too far until you actually look like <laughs> you are of an age that you're not and we don't want that inspired by yes. not full throttle inspired by yes inspired by cocoon but not actually yeah any other questions I'll just so you mean just when you think you're just saying your know, fashion repeats itself every 20 years. Yes. And so I'm thinking about, I can see where a lot of men, in particular men's fashion, does come back. But, yes. But it occurs to me on a few occasions, one thing we never see come back, or at least I haven't noticed, and I am not at all fashion forward in any way, but are hats for guys. Like yes. Like when you look at the 20s, you look at the cinema, and you see the bowler caps, you see yes. the, this cap, you see the that kind of, and I kind of think hats are fun. I kind yes. of like it. I, you know, bought one a few years ago, and I think, we wore it at our wedding. I was like, well, this is really cool. Yes. But that never seems to have come back, other than baseball hats. Yes. So do you do you foresee that, or do you have a thought as to why that would be? Or like, why hats for guys never per have come back after the 20s or whatever it was? Yes. Yes and no, actually. Hats specifically, but as far as the silhouettes, no, specifically hats. I think that they should come back because now that everybody should be wearing sunscreen every time they go out of the house, that should just be part of your routine. You know, I'm 72 years old, but I've been dem I have been moisturizing since I was 18. That's why I, yeah, I'm actually, I'm not 72, but I, I, I try to think that I'm older than I actually look, but I have been moisturizing since I was 18. So hats actually are important if you do go out in the sun, especially places here in Palm Springs where it's always sunny. Um, now... Um, as far as why hats aren't the, the, the fedora, fedoras were in for a while, but then people who were wearing them, they were in for maybe a few months before everyone realized, you know what, if you were a fedora, you're a douche. And then nobody, <laughs> and people would say that. Yeah. Like that was the term that if you were wearing a hat, you were, you were wearing a douche hat. And if, if that sounds vulgar, you can edit that out. But that's the term that was used. So, you know, the trend didn't catch on because people were making fun of them. Just like I was saying earlier that people were making fun of hats. Well, we were making fun of suits. What we need is some 
iconic person, whether it's a celebrity that just starts wearing hats, or a character that just starts wearing hats, those could, those could come back in. Now, as far as trends coming in every 20 years, that includes from head to toe. Now, you say you're not a fashion person, but you're going to start paying attention to this now, whether you decide to follow it or not. This goes for men and women. There are two main silhouettes that uh, are that come into play over and over again. Small on the bottom, big on the top, big on the top, small on the bottom. So, small on the bottom, big on the top, we're thinking 80s. Pointy shoes that are small, shoulder pads, big hair. That's the silhouette that was in there. 70s. Platform shoes, bell bottoms, flat hair. So you have it going like this. So every 10 years, people get bored of this, so they change it to that. And then when they get bored of that, they change it to that. It has been kind of strange since the 2000s because it's kind of been going this way for a while. Um, especially in women's wear, you were getting this, which was, you know, pleated skirts that were big in the middle, but the platform shoes have never gone away because, oh my god, I like being tall. So, you know, it's kind of the point of this has gone away, and the stilettos have gone away, like Chunky is not in. So we're kind of in a flux since 2000 came along. But if you look back, the that style, that changes every 10 years when, some, when people get tired of it, and it's usually in the middle of the decade. It's really the 80s. Decade was from 1985 to 1995. That's when that style was in. But you still say 80s because, you know, you don't want to admit that you're still keeping that style in the 90s. Just like boy, <laughs> yeah. Just like boy bands usually are in style, like, at the beginning of each decade. Um, and colors recycle themselves every 30 years. So the, the, the pastels in the 50s are back again in the 80s. And that's what the pastels are coming back in the 2010s. So, yeah. So there's something that people might not have known that you're going to pay attention to now. I and love sharing mad. information. Like, and it becomes math, yes. However, in this case, it can be right or wrong. Because right. you can say, well, 80s are back in. And it's kind of like, 80s were supposed to be back in last, but it'll never go full 80s again. Thank goodness. <laughs> so 80s were fun when it happened, but you look back and you're like, what? I actually tried to feather my hair. <laughs> or when you were in class, you didn't know how to do it. You would hold it inside your head and go like this. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to feather your hair, aren't you? No. <laughs> so. Anybody else? All right. I want to talk to you about <laughs> After. <laughs> um, so, uh, one last question about um, you know, cosplay, and, and is there any character that you have not done yet that mm. you kind of have bouncing around in your head that you're like, that's on my short list of things that I really have to do at some point? I got a lot of... I'm going to have to write them down. They're, they're not here. There's this couple um, that I met this weekend that... Uh, they are amazing at looking at you and saying, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, elf from Warcraft. And they have a name for the elf. And they talk to you like they, you know exactly what they're talking about, because why would you not? And uh, so they, they were like, let me show you a picture. You would, you would work so good at this. So because of that, like there is apparently a character in the Warcraft movie that they say you have you have to cosplay this character. So now I want to go out. I want to go to out to. You know, I didn't see Warcraft when it was out, uh, unfortunately. Even though I wanted to, um, so that would be something that I would be really, really inspired to do. Plus, you know, I'm short, 
and you know not leading man type, not really muscular. So I tend to go for people for characters that are either you know young or quirky that don't that can be kind of on the skinny side, um, but not that skinny that you have to you know look perfect in a bodysuit. That can happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, there are there are a lot of movie characters that I was actually that I found today um, or yesterday that I would love to do something that was inspired by for myself. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. I, I I think I think I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but I think I know what character they were probably talking about. Yeah, Ben. Um, I will. I will. Just as long as he wasn't Martin Short, because that's who I. <laughs> It's like you do understand that saying, you know what, you look like Dustin Hoffman or Martin Short. That's not like they're cool. <laughs> do you want me to tell you what you look like? <laughs> no, I love them. They're awesome, and of course, you know Martin Short. He you know stays looking way younger than he actually is. So I take that as a compliment, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, where can people find you? What um, where if we want to see your stuff if we want to get in touch with you on social media where, where, where do we go uh well my website is andrewmcclain.com and i spell my last name like shirley mcclain m-a-c i'm gonna i'll have some cards that if you want to take them at least you can scan that thing and see something cool because i know business cards are like yeah thanks <laughs> it's like here can you throw this away for me <laughs> sometimes, sometimes like when people are giving flyers it's like say here would you put this in the trash for me um but uh, yeah, and I have some in my information on that. I am not so with it that I'm really up on Instagram because I'm not. But I have some pictures up there. But if you wanted to see some cool pictures of stuff, you know, high fashion models on wires or underwater or just kind of weird stuff out in the desert, you can go to my website and just look at some cool pictures. I'm not one of those people that are like, go to my website and buy something. I just like sharing. Hey, look at this cool stuff that I made. Um, I think that my line at Hot Topic is finished, but you, I, there, there were some um, national things that were out there that I was really proud of. Um, but if you ever do want to contact me, you have questions about sewing, or if you want to have something made, that's cool too. But I love sharing the love of creating things, whether you're talking about costumes or you're talking about wigs, whether you're talking about, you know, where would I get some contacts for this character? For some reason, I want to find it for you, even though it's not my specialty. It's just like if it excites you, it excites me. So um, my um, yeah, email, web, uh, website. I'm always, I will never say, I don't have time to talk to you. Yeah, so <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll definitely throw it all in the show notes. So if yeah. you're listening to this, you can go to geektitude.com and it will be there waiting for you. Geektitude.com. Com. All right, thank you so much, Andrew. You're it was thank so nice you. to meet you and to talk to you, and uh, I'm inspired. I'm, are uh, you? It's my 2017 resolution. So what do you? So all right, first thing that you make, make some, like make a shirt or something just for yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't make a costume first. No. If you're just starting <laughs> yeah, and realize that it is going to take a long time, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and you will make mistakes. Take it apart. Do it again. It will take a long time, but you'll get there. And and you have kids too, right? Uh, I'm just students. Oh, just students. Okay. <laughs> just students. No kids. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you do, start I'm making dresses for her. For some reason, I thought you said yeah, that you had a kid. So, yeah. They're really, if you if anybody does have kids, and they're really fun to use as models because they don't take much fabric. 
And, uh, and sometimes they don't care if they look stupid. <laughs> I, ha- I have a Once niece. Once they get past a certain age, then maybe, yeah. I have a niece. I'll start, I'll start with her. Start She's with her. less than a year old, so we'll, we'll yeah. go there. Yeah, she won't complain. No, exactly. She'll be like, can this be longer? <laughs> I don't like my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you. being on the show. Thanks, really Julia. Well, I hope that you enjoy the rest of the con. I hope everybody does, too. And thank you for coming in. I know there are some people just walking by, and they want to say, who's this freak child wearing? <laughs> Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our episode for this week. I wanted to give a quick thank you to Alex Calego of Palm Springs Comic Con for giving me the opportunity to interview Andrew and uh, several other people who you will be hearing from in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of news items I did want to go over. First, an apology. I know I missed an episode uh, last week. Over the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to maintain our regular schedule, but we may have a couple of episodes that release uh, a day or two later than they normally do, and I apologize for that in advance. It's just, uh, you know, the holiday season, it tends to get very busy, and so I, I do apologize if we're a day or two late with an episode or two. But that being said, part of the problem is, is I now have so much audio to edit that you should be getting a little bit more bonus content over the next couple of weeks. So I think that should be a good thing, you know, and so I'm very excited about that. One of those episodes is hopefully, I'm hoping to be able to do a an episode with Michelle Jensen, uh, L from your friend L and the Nerd Out app because the Nerd Out app is going to be launching a Kickstarter on November 29th. And if you listen to this podcast, then you are probably using Nerd Out because I know I have pitched it many times before. But this time, I, I would really like to encourage you if you can support the Kickstarter uh, event, I, I think that would be awesome. Michelle is an amazing person and she's doing a great thing for our community. And so please, 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 if you have a little bit of extra money or just um, even time, you know, send her an email and see if there's something that you can help out with. I'm sure she would appreciate it. We, we hope to have an episode coming up that will allow her to kind of tell you all the new things that are coming in. We're actually booked with guests through the first of the year, but I think we can afford to add a special episode for Elle and the Nerd Out app because she is a big part of this community. But that's a big thing coming up that I just wanted to let you guys know about. You're going to hear about it for the next month or so. And uh, I'm just giving you a heads up. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grades. Next week, we're going to have our second interview from Palm Springs Comic Con with Lincoln Castellanos, and uh, he is Tobias on Fear the Walking Dead. So that was a really fun interview, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. That's it. I hope you guys are having a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you soon. Remember, this week, keep it geek, and eat lots of turkey.